0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Think Your Way to an Epic Life. And today I am bringing you Wendy Papazan. And if you don't know who she is, you should. This lady is an amazing woman who has has accomplished more than most of us could even dream about accomplishing. And she is a philanthropist and she is she's just a really neat person to get to know. She's got a lot to teach us. So get out your notes and get ready because here we go. Wendy, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun. So, where did we? Where did we start with Wendy? What was? What were your beginnings like?
1: Well, um, that's such a big question, and uh, yeah. So, I guess a little about myself. So, I run the Papazan Properties Group here at Keller Williams in Austin, Texas. It's a residential real estate team. I've been a realtor for fourteen years. I also have uh, my own podcast called The Empire Building Podcast, and I am a real estate investor. I am a co-founder of Her Best Life, and I run a business called Papazan Home Services, which helps people uh, with their handyman and home remodeling needs. So... That's kind of where I am today. Um and I don't know how far you want to go back. I mean, you said my childhood, but that's that's a really long way. So real- <laughs> Okay. Really, yeah. That's okay. half a century. Ago,
0: it's okay. So. Okay. I get you. Me too. Me too. I just find it interesting sometimes, you know, some people who achieve at the level that you achieve at, which is which is absolutely unimaginable to most people, they generally had a really, really great childhood or they had a not a really bad one. It's very rarely kind of the average.
1: Well, I had an average childhood. So right. I, guess, I right. guess I'm the, I guess I'm the exception to the rule, but yeah, I grew up in a small farming community in Northern Minnesota, um, pretty small town, just a you know, 25,000 people, something like that. And um yeah, I mean, lower middle class in the 70s growing up, you know, I got to play outside a lot and um ride my bike around the neighborhood before cell phones were a thing and yeah, I think kind of an
0: unremarkable
1: childhood honestly. So
0: all yeah. right, so what 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 do you think has caused you to live such a remarkable life?
1: Well, I attribute all of my success to Keller Williams. So, um, I joined KW as a realtor 14 years ago, but I started in real estate investing about 20 years ago. And then, of course, my husband has been business partners with Gary Keller for 23 years. So, that's really where our remarkable journey starts. And, um, you know, everything I know about wealth or leverage or time blocking or goal setting or anything like that, I've learned. From Keller Williams,
0: absolutely. So, what would you say to someone who is brand new, is just coming into the industry? Let's say that they're coming from from um, corporate America, high level, high level corporate America, and they decide that they're tired of it, they want to do their own thing, and they want to come into real estate. What would you say are the most important steps for them to really get their career up and going quickly? Well,
1: so the thing about real estate is it's uh it isn't a get get going quickly kind of business. It's really a pipeline industry. So it's like any kind of sales. So if you've been an executive at a company, it's going to be harder for you to think about you know, starting out because first of all you're going to have to kind of climb down your corporate mountain and become an entrepreneur, which is which is pretty which is a pretty different mindset. Um, And what that means is it's all on you, you know, your success or your failure is determined by how much effort you put into it. And you can be very successful very quickly by having as many conversations every single day about real estate as you want to, you know, you could have a hundred conversations about real estate every day, and that's going to accelerate your success. Or you could have one conversation today about real estate, and that's going to determine
0: your success. So real estate is not easy, but it's actually quite simple. Absolutely. And you're, t- you're speaking from quite a bit of experience. W- how many homes do you think uh, you've sold in your career? I've sold about 1,800. We've helped about 1,800 families in the last 14 years. So anything that you do repetitively, you get much better at? For sure. <laughs> uh, I For mean, sure. I I really believe in the compound,
1: like the compounding of life. Um, that is where true success is built. And I think too many people, um, they like to move around a lot. And I get that. I, I used to be that way. And yet success in marriage, in parenting, in your finances, in real estate investing, in your business, it all compounds over time. And success looks different than most people think it does. Success is repeated activities done over time. And for a lot of people, that's boring and they don't want to do it. And you can have the tiniest activity, but if you do it over the course of
0: 14 years, it's going to add up to something really big. Absolutely. So well said. And I do understand that people do think success, well, they don't They don't think success is boring because they don't understand what it takes to get there. But mm-hmm. the, the steps to get there, they can be kind of boring. Yeah. You we know. Yeah, they can be super boring. Yeah. And and all all anyone else sees is that you've sold 1800 homes. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't see everything that went to getting to getting you there. Did you start your real estate career initially with Keller? Yes. Okay. So so okay, so let's back up to you and Jay. How long have you been married? We will celebrate 25 years of marriage next year. Yay! Oh my gosh. Okay, so 25 years of marriage. And were you, you weren't in real estate yet? No, I started in real estate in 2009,
1: uh, which was 14 years ago. And uh, Jay and I met when we were living in New York city. So even before we were in Austin, which is where we are now.
0: Okay. So how long has Jay been with Gary? 23 years. So you met him first, you had him before Gary. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> He's all yours. How did they meet initially? So when we
1: moved to Austin, uh Jay, so Jay's background was actually in book publishing. So when we met in New York City, he was working for HarperCollins, which is a big book publisher. And he published many best-selling books even before we moved to Austin. And So as there is no book publishing in Austin, he decided that he was going to be a freelance writer when we we first moved here. And um, that was kind of a slog. And so after we'd been here about probably about seven months or something like that, he uh, was looking for a job. And so he had a job as a newsletter writer for KW. And at that time, Keller Williams was pretty small. There was maybe 6,000 agents. Uh, Now there's over 190,000. And um, so Jay applied to be that newsletter writer. And um, at a certain point after he'd been there a while, I don't know how long it was, maybe a year or something like that. um, The company decided that their one thing to move the company forward would be to write a book, would be to write a book on how to be, you know, best selling book and how to become a great realtor. And so Jay heard about it and approached Gary and actually it's a really great story because they were in the bathroom and um, Gary was owned the building and was not, you know, the Gary Keller at that point was, was actually the landlord. So he was like actually plunging the toilet um, because he was the landlord And so Jay was like, "Hey Gary, I don't know if you remember, but you know my background's in book publishing." And so Gary said, "Come to my office, and I want to show you some of the books that I've picked out as models for the book." And so there were five books, and as luck would have it, two of the books were actually books that Jay had worked on when he was at HarperCollins, yeah, in New York. It's pretty remarkable. And uh, so Jay was like, "Well, those are my books. I've edited those books." and um so Gary was like, "Well, guess what? You got a new job at kW. and it's you know, there's twenty five people at the company, so it was small. It was really small at that point. And um, yeah, so that really started uh, their partnership. And so they wrote that first book with Dave Jenks and Gary. In about six months, something like that. It was very quick, and uh, yeah, gone. On, it's gone on to sell millions and millions of copies.
0: It, do you ever stop to think, like the and I, the podcast is you, and you in and of yourself have done unbelievable things, and we'll get into that. Do you ever stop to think that the things that you did yesterday? are powerfully impacting people right now and will impact them for years and years after you're no longer even here. Is maybe. That, how, how cool maybe. is that? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's incredible. Well, I mean, the, one of the gifts that I've gotten from Keller Williams and having Gary Keller as a mentor is this understanding of how impactful one person can be. You know, I think sometimes we feel like everybody else should do all the things, but really, you know, he's built a real estate empire, um 190,000 agents i mean millions of agents that have kind of come and gone inside of KW and the impact that they've had on their
0: teams, their communities, their families it's just remarkable it absolutely is what a wonderful what a wonderful thing to get to be a part of and to be in the you know the seat the fly on the wall seat of getting to really see how things come together and how they work so, all right. So, let's get back to your your real estate career. Can you walk me through the beginning? But what what made you decide? Okay, I'm going to do this.
1: Well, I started uh, as I mentioned before. I was a real estate investor first. So, when Jay and Gary were writing The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, which is another one of their best selling books, uh, we decided that we probably need to do some investing, and so. When my kids, when I had my kids, my kids are pretty close in age. They're 15 months apart. So I quit my job, my background's in marketing. And so I really got into real estate investing and I was, you know, doing flips and buying properties and being the landlady and um, all kinds of stuff. So I did that for about five years before I got my real estate license. And then I actually got my real estate license because I wanted to save money, investment properties so that was my whole goal for becoming a realtor was to just you know save money
0: on the commissions that's fun (laughs) it's funny the things that that got everybody into where they are and then to watch where it you end up getting taken so you got in yeah well I think
1: personally that's one of the great things about being in real estate is, is that a lot of people do start out part time especially you know young moms and um it's an incredible opportunity to create a a career after you've been out of the workforce for a while. Cause frankly, it's kind of scary, you know, if you haven't worked. And so to be able to come back in and feel like you've kind of control over your destiny and you can grow your business or shrink it down depending on where you are in your life. And
0: that's just one of the things that's amazing about real estate. it it gives you an awful lot of freedom. And in in your real estate, I'm going a totally different way because we went that way. And I love to just go with the flow. In your experience with with having team members and, and mentoring so many people in real estate and your podcast and all that, what are some of the most wonderful memories that you have or moments that you can say, that was incredible where someone came in that was... Was a, a single mom, maybe, or completely destitute, and against all odds, is now living this incredible life.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know that I've really had anybody like that in my organization. I've had a lot of incredible people, but I don't think I've hired anybody that's been totally destitute. I, I actually think that's probably a recipe for failure um, <laughs> to hire somebody who who doesn't have enough money to kind of you know, ramp up for six months. So that is a requirement of ours. Uh, I've seen some incredible transformations uh, with people, but nobody, nobody like a rags to riches story that you're talking about.
0: Well, I mean, rags to riches, rags being that, yes, I've got six months, but not much, not much past that. I, you mm-hmm. know, I've never say I've never made more than $50,000 a year and I've gotten saved up enough to do this. And, you know,
1: well, I think it happens. You know, it happens a lot. Like every, every everybody on my team who does the work is generally successful. Um, I think the top person in my organization has done 99 deals in a year on our team.
0: So, how did that feel? I'm thrilled for him. Absolutely, 99 deals in a year. That's a, that's a hardworking person. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and
1: they're, and they're, they've got leverage. You know, that's the great thing about a team is they've got a lot of help around them and, you know, nobody can, you can do that
0: on your own, but that's rough. I, I, I would strongly recommend everyone get on a team if they get the opportunity, especially a team that's proven like your own. So I'm assuming you probably have like a waiting list to get on.
1: We just have a small team so we're more administrative heavy we have we actually have about as many operations people as we do um sales agents so you know most of our sales agents do between you know 40 and 100 deals a year
0: Yeah that's those are those are high running uh, folks right there that's awesome what tips or tricks what books do you would you recommend to our listeners that would help them get from where they are to where they want to be Uh, Well, I mean, my favorite book uh, is probably The One Thing. It's
1: by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, my hubby. And uh, it's it's a remarkable book. It's about focus and uh, finding your purpose and uh, really focusing on the things that matter most. I think so many of us as realtors, we uh, say yes too much. It's really easy to say yes. We're kind of like yes people and we Start every day by opening our email, which is essentially other people's priorities. So we open up our email and we ping around on other people's priorities. And then we wonder why we haven't really moved the needle forward. And that's because we don't have intention around our day. And the One Thing book teaches us to wake up when we have energy and be intentional and do the things that matter most. And um, if you can do that at least a little bit every day, you're going to look up and be wildly successful.
0: Very, very good advice. So what does a day in your life look like if everything, if nothing crazy happens? Like you get up. And- well, I don't
1: sell real estate anymore, so I have a lot more control over my schedule. Um, I haven't sold real estate in quite a few years. Uh, so, but I do, I do have a good schedule. So I wake up three days a week. We have a trainer that comes to our house and we're doing weightlifting and cardio from six to seven in the morning. And, um, and then the other days I'm usually reading during that time. And, um, and then I've got a certain amount of time just to get ready in the morning where I'm figuring out what my day looks like. So writing down my schedule, writing down my three things I'm grateful for, um, writing down three things I'm looking forward to, thinking about what a win was from yesterday. So doing a little journaling as far as that goes. And uh, and then we have our Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have scripting with our team. So we do scripts and role play. And then uh, the other days we have a huddle at nine o'clock, so huddle starts at nine and uh we it's just a quick huddle where there might be a little bit of training or um just a just a check in and then we all do what our one thing for the day is, so like what our most important thing is for the day and then theoretically everybody rolls into and does their one thing so for me it's it's usually lead gen and our lead follow-up and uh, i do that for 90 minutes and after that it's it's different mondays i'm meeting with my key people i have multiple businesses so meeting with my key people and uh yeah otherwise you know doing my
0: favorite podcast interviews (laughs) Well, we appreciate it very much. So what do you see in the next five years? Uh, Well, so
1: I really like what I'm doing right now. So I am really enjoying leading my team, kind of my role on the team, and I will continue to do that. I'm going to continue to be uh, you know, have a leadership role with Her Best Life, which is another one of my businesses that helps amplify the lives and voices of women in business, which got a big event coming up in Nashville, uh, September 20th through 22nd. And uh, hopefully continuing my podcast, um, going down the investing road, we're still doing lots of different investing kind of things. That's fun for me. And, uh, my oldest son left for college this Saturday and my second son is, uh, going to graduate next year. So being more of an empty nester, you know, in five years.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Things think that will, that will be very different. Okay. Yes. So, um, her best life, uh, one of my coaching clients, mu- mutual friend, Ryan major, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. she. You would think that you are paying her to scream from the rooftops how powerful that has been for her, and I'm sure for for many, many other women that have come there.
1: Yeah, uh, so I started Her Best Life, um, it actually started from my own journey of being a female entrepreneur and feeling lonely in it. I actually joined an organization here called EO. It, it's entrepreneurs organization. It's actually a national organization and you have to make more than a million dollars in your business annually to, to be able to apply. And so I got in and Austin has the largest chapter of um, 150 members, but only 10% of them are were women. So I got in. My kids were quite young at the time, and I just was having a different experience as a female entrepreneur uh, versus some of the men that I were talking that I was talking to. And so I just, just it's a great organization. I don't mean I don't want to knock it, and it just I was ha- I needed to have different conversations than I was having in there, and so I kind of formed my own small group mastermind group and there became 11 of us and we started masterminding in different exotic locations around the world and it was really exciting and we were all in the same kind of age and stage and and then after we'd been doing that for a while we said you know we need to bring this to other people like more women need this and so in 2019 we decided to have our first event, which we did in Jupiter, Florida, and uh, I think 175 women turned out for that. And since then, this will be our fifth event in Nashville. Uh, we've helped thousands of women um, with what I would call their leadership lonely. You know, it's a uh, it's not something you hear about very often. And as especially as female entrepreneurs, we have to kind of keep our armor on and be strong and do all that kind of stuff. and and at our event, you know, you will learn lots of leadership nuggets and we talk about investing. Uh, but what really is impactful is the connections that you make um, because we all need each other. you know, we all need each other. And uh, connection is really important. and people who are disconnected, they experience burnout. Um, they experience depression and so we connect people and we connect people to people that are like you who have the same challenges and all of that is very impactful
0: for women who are lonely. So thank you for doing that. You know, there is a loneliness epidemic. It's it's huge. I mean, it's, it's It's huge huge. And, and no one's talking about it. And very, you know, it, even less people are doing anything about it. So, yeah. so good for you. And, and I, I can, I can speak very openly about the fact that it works and you become like the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. We're all trying to level each other up. Exactly. Yeah. And the world is trying, it feels to, you know, the whole crab effect. I'm sure you've heard, have you heard about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, The path effect is just so pathetic and it's, and it's out of love. The people who love you see that you're growing and, and they're afraid you're leaving them. Please don't go. And they will pull you back down and they mean it out of love because it is scary. You are going in. It's still to this day, Wendy, do you have fear when you try something you haven't done before? Well, Sure people think that it goes away. It never goes away. The fear of certain situations goes away once you've done them yeah, several course. times, but yes, yeah. So, so, and then you get to be around these other people who have succeeded at a level much higher than you and they've been through it and you don't have to go through the same mistakes. Sounds yeah, like, or, of-
1: or you still do. And yet th- then there's
0: somebody there to give you a hug, you know, when it's, when it's over. Right. Right. Which is, which is very important. And and to those of you listening, really, I want you to think about it. If you don't have someone, you can pick up the phone and call right now because something happened right now. You need to have at least five because four of them are going to be busy. So, so definitely check out Her Best Life. The event is in September. Which dates? 20 to 22nd. You can go to HerBestLife.com. Okay. And get all the info. We will attach that below. And um, any last tips for our listeners from somebody who is just living this incredibly wonderful life? Well, I mean, you know,
1: my life is wonderful, but it's also hard too. So um, life doesn't really ever stop being hard, and you get to you get to choose your hard. So for some people, um, they choose a life of poverty you know, by not doing the right things um, when they're younger. Um, And, you know, it may be that they didn't know, but for a lot of people, it's a choice. They choose to spend it, uh, their money on different things. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, my life is not easy now. It's just that you, uh, you also get to, you know, do hard better, right? The older you, the older and more experience you get, you can really learn how to do hard better.
0: See, I would think your life would be technically much harder now because you love so many more people now. And when you love people, the things they go through, you feel it just seems like it would be more challenging.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's just like the bigger your life gets, the messier it gets. So, right.
0: Yeah. And, and you wouldn't trade it, would you?
1: I mean, no, I mean, I'm here on this journey. We're all on a journey and, uh, you know, part of our human experience is to experience growth and that's how you ultimately become a better human being, more enlightened human being.
0: And so, yeah, so I, I'm choosing growth every day. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your very valuable time with our listeners. Of course. Thank Thank you you for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. I'm honored that you, that you decided to show up. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah.